somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, it's Thanksgiving week, folks. You know, what are we going to do with ourselves? We're going to eat. We're going to buy all kinds of uh, nice food and and make it. I'm one of the main cooks in my household, so I always look forward to uh, getting really creative and cooking uh, different things. Things I've never made before. I just wing it. Um, but, um, you know, someone asked me over the weekend, and they said, if CO2 is ruining our planet, and plants breathe CO2 and expel oxygen, hmm, where is this going? Let's see. If CO2 is ruining our planet, and plants breathe CO2 and expel oxygen, the vegetarians are killing us by eating plants. You got to eat that turkey, you know? So the thing is, they're trying to do away with our cows <laughs> and our farmlands, and they want to make all kinds of synthetic foods, whether it's beef or whatever, and they don't know what they're doing. They're ruining our world, these globalists. But, I have good news for the Argentinians because they just elected, uh, they elected uh, this guy, Javier Milley. Javier Milley. What a guy. What a dude. So he is the new president of Argentina. They Socialist elite, globalist elites have been running that country into the ground to where they have like inflation that's like, unbelievable they were going the route of what uh venezuela and they said enough already and they got a populist in there he seems a bit of a whack job actually he seems a little wacko but this javier milley guy or malai or he um He's going to stir things up he's anti-establishment anti-elitist anti-government and, 
You know, he's sort of like a power to the people kind of guy. And he's been that way his whole life. So here he here he is running the country. I mean, it's absolutely, you know, it's a, I think it's going to be a big win for Argentina. Most, most power to the people, people, that sounded horrible, I know, but most people that believe in the, the, the power belongs with the people um, support this guy because he basically says the government has overreached, overstepped, and is, you know, treading on me. And, you know, that old flag, don't tread on me, right? So there it is. That's pretty catchy, though. If CO2 is ruining our planet and plants breathe CO2 and expel oxygen, then vegetarians are killing us by eating plants. They're the problem. Vegans are the problem. Actually, I eat a lot of vegetarian stuff, you know, like I eat a lot of, like, pasta. You know, that's vegetarian enough. So um, there's a lot of big news going on. Uh, there's some talk about Manchin running and Manchin basically, as usual, and typical Joe Manchin fashion, talking out of both sides of his mouth, saying that a Trump presidency would be a presidency uh, unhinged and full of revenge. The only... The only people that were using the Justice Department to go after their enemies is Joe Biden, who incidentally turns 81 today. This guy, or 82 today, he's old as dirt. And dumb as dirt, too. Uh, speaking of elderlies, though, um, uh, Mrs. Carter uh, passed away over the weekend, 96 years old. I feel, I, you know... Say what you want about the Carters. He was a lousy president, but they were a lovely couple. And uh, so my heart goes out to them. I I have a feeling that Jimmy Carter always happens this way. You know, when they've been together for, I think, <laughs> I think they've had their 75th anniversary. I'm not sure, but they've been married a long time. A lot of times when one goes, then the other one goes. And, uh, Jimmy's up there around 100. So in any case, my heart goes out to the Carter family for that. Uh, they were a lovely couple. Um, and then uh, we have new polls, so POTUS polls. And everybody's talking about that. Trump's in a you know good lead. And where um, Joe Biden was like sort of like up with independence, like 52% against Trump with independence. He's down at 30% with independence now. And that's why people like Manchin are considering a run for the presidency now. And, and people like RFK Jr. Now, RFK Jr., he believes in climate. He thinks that if you spread disinformation about climate, you should go to jail. That's what he said. I got it on tape. I've played it for you all, so I'm not going to play it today, but I have it. If you want me to, if you force my hand, I'll play it. So there's that. But uh, Manchin, of course, talks out of both sides of his mouth. So at one point he's saying, we can't have another Trump presidency. On the other, if he runs, <laughs> he's gonna, there is not an algorithm in this world that can rig an election big enough 
to cause President Trump to not win. Um, because if Manchin were to get in and snag 15%, or if RFK Jr. and Manchin would run, they would snag at least 15 to 20% of the Democrat voters. And there's just not an algorithm available. There's not enough votes to rig it. So wouldn't that be funny? The guy that says, we can't have another Trump presidency creates a Trump presidency um, because there's no chance that they could even rig the election at that point. They couldn't rig it, which is all they're doing to win these elections. The globalists, that's how they win. They rig. George Soros is invested heavily in in uh, voting machines. Mitch McConnell, for example, gets his campaign donations from Dominion. Um, you know, so he's a sellout. You know, a lot of these politicians have been paid off by these these machines because they're making billions of dollars selling these rigged machines and giving control to the politician establishment elite. You know, and and don't don't tell me for one second that Ronald McDaniel doesn't know what she's talking about. I was watching uh I was watching Maria Bartiroma on uh you know uh Sunday morning futures. My favorite the the only show I watch on Fox News now. The only one. And and it's on Sunday mornings I get on a treadmill and I watch this uh show. And guess what? She has she's she has McCarthy on just about every single weekend. And uh Kevin McCarthy and he sits there and he's defending Ronna McDaniel's track record and all the great accomplishments that they've done. Everybody and their brother knows that she's a failure, she's a sellout and she's been taking corporate donations and getting her palms greased like any Romney would. And uh Ronna Mc, Romney McDaniel Anyway, so college, there's some good news, more good news, okay, because the good news is Argentina has now a populist president, and and that's showing us that places like Hungary and in Poland and in, um, in Italy, um, they're, they're rejecting global, globalism, they're, they're rejecting the World Economic Forum young leaders of tomorrow, they're rejecting that. And consequently, I think they're, they're rejecting climate. And we're going to be left with no choice because the world economy is collapsing and they are not going to be able to sustain. Once the housing market starts to take a dip, which it may hold on to a large part through the first half of 2024, because of the stagnation. But sooner or long, people are going to want to get out of their 3% mortgage and they're going to fall into an 8% to 10% trap. Now, I I do believe that the Federal Reserve is going to start to do quantitative easing and start to lower that rate at some point, but that's going to devalue the dollar and that's going to escalate inflation, which is stubborn still. I mean, prices on food and gas are coming down right now, but um, it's not because of 
the climate change initiatives. That's hurting supply chain dynamics. And the supply chain dynamics are are still under a tremendous threat. So we'll see. You know, it's that slave labor, too, that people are going to start rejecting. And then climate initiatives have to look at China. And there's uh, some things we're going to talk about today as well related to Biden's visit with Xi Jinping in California. And he didn't bring up and talk about any of the pesky problems that we're having, especially the, uh, the indoctrination of our children through the use of TikTok, which is really coming under scrutiny now because China-based TikTok, you know, doesn't permit the shenanigans that goes on on TikTok in America, in China. But in America, they're allowing TikTok to really groom and manipulate. And I believe these influencers that are whack jobs that look like trannies or have a, have a pronoun that's like kind of wacko, right? Hi, my name's Wacko Cheeseball. You know, that's my pronoun. Um, the thing is, is, is that those people, I think, are paid influencers. You take someone like Dylan Mulvaney, right? Dylan Mulvaney uh, ruined Bud Light. A whole franchise, Budweiser, right? Came out over the weekend or last week. That dude made $185,000 on that can of beer and would have gotten paid a lot more if it wasn't for the fact that Patriots stood up and said, no more. I want my my Clydesdales back. That's what I want. You know, that kind of thing, right? I want my Clydesdales. I want my Budweiser beer. But, you know, these companies, they're heavily controlled by their investors, and their investors are dominated by BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street. You look at 90% of all the nation, uh, the world's multina- largest multinational corporations, and they're all owned by BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, who basically can get away with murder by holding just a mere 8% of the shares by you know doing that Ponzi scheme, spending someone else's money, because they're not worth all that, but they, their holdings, their, their shares... And their control, they control like $16 trillion worth of assets. But that's not how much they've spent. They've spent maybe, it's just like um, Madoff. Madoff took in about $19 billion, but he had control of $65 billion on, on, the, on the records. He had $65 billion. Uh, uh, on the, on his record, but but he could only pay back at one given time fifteen billion billion or something like that. That's why I think that the more patriots stand up against this global super global corporate monopoly, the better, because they cannot weather the storm forever. And through the through attrition alone, I think once people start to realize that their food is being poisoned and that their the healthcare and pharmaceutical companies don't have their back 
And uh, their government certainly is working against them, not for them. Uh, People are going to start to plant their own gardens. And people are going to reject. You know, there's only so many times the boy can cry wolf without without disbelief. And so at some point, you know, the government's lost all equity in, in legitimacy, as has the mainstream media. And so every time we actually go into like an election season, whether it's 2024, no longer does the government have the support of its people. We don't believe them at all. When the FBI gets involved, I just know that there's going to be a cover-up. As soon as the FBI is involved, I'm like, oh, no, the FBI is involved. It used to be 30 years ago the FBI was involved. Oh, man, the FBI, this must be serious. They're going to get right to the bottom of it. They're going to fix this problem. They're going to get, they're going to get the man. But no more, no more, no, no, no. Now the FBI is involved. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's going to be a matter of time before the media stops talking about it and nobody's going to get busted for anything because the FBI stinks. And that's what we're up against. But that's going to have an impact, too, on elections. I mean, just think about all the manipulation and sway that a Walter Cronkite or a Peter Jennings or a Tom Brokaw could have on your vote. Do you think they have that kind of muscle or sway or swagger or influence? you think they have that now? I don't think so. You know, Elon Musk over the weekend said, you know, there's been hundreds of stories talking about how he's anti-Semitic. He says, I couldn't be further from the truth. But the thing about Twitter is, is that we've never had a social media, the patriots of America. We have never had a social media platform that allowed truth telling. Facebook certainly doesn't. And any Facebook Zuckerberg owned product doesn't. So I don't even waste my time with Facebook ever anymore. And I do all my business on Twitter. So if you want to follow me, go to twitter.com slash Scott Adams Show. Better yet, you could even do x.com slash Scott Adams Show. That's me. That's where you can find me. Scott Adams Show is my handle over at Twitter and X. I post all, I, I produce my entire show on Twitter. I do what Benny Johnson does because I saw the way he does it, right? And I do it the same exact way. If you look at my browser right now, like I have a set of tabs, just they're just a whole bunch of X's, X, 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 X. All these stories, I put, I put them up there and that's my cue. And as soon as I cover a story, I click it off and I go to the next one. But I produce my whole show using Twitter. Or now we call it X. I think that was a bad idea, actually, changing that name like that. I don't know why he did that. But I guess it's he has a probably a broader perspective as to what he's going to do with that brand down the road. Maybe it's going to have an iPhone. Maybe it's going to have satellite satellite phones and satellite this and that. So who knows? I imagine that the brand's going to be connected some way to something else. X. So um, I wanted to take a listen to uh, this clip, and then we have a bunch of stuff, too. Um, for, uh, I guess because we've been talking about the 
the polls. Let's go ahead and talk. start off with that, and then we're going to talk about the polls, and then we're going to talk about uh, uh, Trump's meeting with uh, Xi, as we already have talked about. But this is, um, this is just from uh, uh, Fox Business, uh, Maria, uh, just today. And so this was uh, some, some excerpts I wanted to share with you all. And here we go. The president struggling to hold on to millennial and Gen Z voters in his 2024 bid for re-election. A new NBC News poll finds 46 percent of voters ages 18 to 34 support President Trump, with 42 percent supporting President Biden. That same poll finds President Biden's approval rating amongst this demographic falling uh, and 70% are disapproving of his handling of the war on Israel. As you- so this is the youth vote, right? Ages thir- 18 to 34, he gets, Biden gets 31%. That is huge. And you know what's interesting about that number? The squad, the squad, the radical left American-hating squad, you know, Casio Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, you know, that whole crew of losers. Um, they, they, th- their disciples, the people that like their brand of politics, right? The, the crazy kids that in, the, in, the, in the colleges, the universities, are so radicalized now that they're almost beyond hope, number one. But number two, um, they're lost and confused and they're, they're, they're moronic. But nevertheless, they hate Biden. And, and then they're turning around, they're looking at Trump deflecting all of these different attacks that they have on him. Like he won the one in Colorado where they wanted to take him off the ballot. And I was like, what's that about? You want to take me off the ballot? Why, you're afraid of me? Um, and Michigan, they did the same thing. And, and again, that failed. The 14th Amendment was alive and kicking, right? But that's what's interesting about this uh, Middle East-Palestinian stupid war conflict that's going on over there is that it's really dividing the Democrat Party. And that is interesting. All right, let's continue. You can see Biden approval rating among young voters at 31 percent. Liz Peek, your reaction. Uh, Good morning, Maria. Well, young people have been moving away from Joe Biden during his entire presidency. They are the ones most hurt now by things like the inability to buy a house. That's an incredibly critical. Yeah, the inability to buy a house. Okay, the housing market is so bad right now because you're going to pay. The prices haven't dropped yet because of the supply and demand uh, is frozen right now. But the prices haven't really dropped. They will. They will as the institutional investors that bought up a lot of uh, real estate start to dump their portfolio in exchange exchange for um, better investments elsewhere, right? So that's going to then increase inventory and and drive the price down. And that's just going to happen over time. But... The high interest rates without the drop in price on the house is making it impossible for young people to buy a house. Okay, and that's number one. Number two, you're going to find out here in a minute, that uh, student loan forgiveness. It's unconstitutional, folks. It's theft. It's theft from one person to the next. 
It's systemized theft. It's never going to pass the Supreme Court. Never has. Kept losing in the courts. It's so ridiculously unfair, it's not even funny, that a plumber has to pay for someone else's kid's education that's really just a form of indoctrinating people into becoming left-wing Marxists. So it's absolutely crazy. And it's never going to fly. And Joe Biden's going to lose on both counts because these spoiled, rotten little libtards that go to school don't know which end is up. Critical issue for young people. They're also very unhappy about the fact that the president has not followed through on canceling all their student loans. But clearly this uh, Hamas Uh, Israel war has really sort of set a whole new stage for confrontation between young people who, as you note in the run-in, get all their news from TikTok. And they really have no idea what's going on in Gaza, no idea what happened in Israel on October 7. But they hold the president and Democratic Party uh, accountable for the fact that they, as they view it, uh, Gaza is being punishingly uh, invaded and hurt by Israel. So this is something I think doesn't go away. I've been trying to figure out, Maria, what turns around between now and next November? What can get better for Joe Biden? I don't think this is going to get better for Joe Biden. And I don't think that young people are all of a sudden magically going to wake up and think, oh, yes, I really want an 81-year-old uh, in, in the Oval Office. Yeah, and he turned 81 today. Um you know, the thing is, is that it's not going to get better economically for him either because uh, the economy is hurting right now. I think that what you're going to see is an uptick in jobless claims uh, coming in. the. Um, there's another report that I had, too, where they said um, citizens, not only do we have, have we seen one tr- over $1 trillion in credit card debt, we're also seeing um, the savings and the amount of people have in the bank is at a, like a like a very it's it's extraordinarily low right now um, compared to what it was like a year and a half two years ago. So people are starting to spend off all that government stimulus, and there's no more government stimulus coming down the pike. It's kind of crazy. Uh, to be, and once people stop, s- slow down their spending, it'll be interesting to see what the numbers are for this particular holiday season. But because um, that'll be an indicator, in my opinion, too. But um, the inevitable is about to happen. People start to spend less money because they have less money to spend because of the inflation they had to endure. Um, then what's going to happen is there's going to be less jobs needed because there's not going to be a lot of supply flow. Um, that might have a positive impact on supply chain pressures and cause prices to drop as demand drops. But people are going to be struggling. All right, so let's take a listen to um, this one other clip here. This is, a, this is kind of interesting, too. Evolution of warfare has gone well beyond kinetics, and it is to the economic... So that here they're talking about TikTok. The evolution of warfare has gone beyond kinetics... And it's gone well into social media and the construct of social media and the disinformation, misinformation, and the proliferation of good information. It all has an impact on how wars are won and lost. 
If you asked, uh, like, Richard Nixon, the biggest obstacle uh, for the... And, and the same thing with the Iraq War under Bush, W, is the confluences of news, media, rejecting their efforts uh, was the biggest fundamental thing. Like when... Um, um, you know, the prisoners, uh, well, what was it? Um, it was a scandal in the Iraq that really put a dent into the efforts in Iraq and what we were trying to do there under the Bush years. Um, the same thing uh, with the Vietnam War. The media was the biggest weapon that the, and, and you see that too with the Palestinian conflict. Palestinians go nowhere in conflict without like 15 cameras around. Yeah, and then look at look at what Zelensky was doing with the green screens and the backdrops and all the media sensation, you know, all this stuff. It was all packaging, right, and disinformation. So um, here we're going to go ahead and continue with this. He's going to talk about what we just talked about resource and cyber-based warfare platforms. We know that China is utilizing TikTok to lead a generational revolution. We know that it's a culture warfare that we're seeing here at home. Culture and we know war. that China has advanced time and time again on their propaganda misinformation warfare campaign to which America and the rest of the countries have never responded. Look, this China-Russia-Iran-North Korea geopolitical alignment is more dangerous, this axis of evil than people understand. It is not just about Israel. It is not just about uh, what we face in Taiwan. This is is about them going after the U.S. dollar as the global currency. This is about them utilizing the petrodollar and, and the WHO and WEF to try and go after the West. This is about their economic coercion that goes on in the Western Hemisphere that tries to block our, our Panama Canal for trade and tariffs, the Belt and Road Initiative expansionism. We have to start waking up to realize that if we want these wars to stop, if we want this anti-Semitic language to stop, if we want, we have to ban TikTok, but we also have to recognize uh, China as an actual adversary. We have to start looking at decoupling and getting back our supply chain capabilities, building up our own industrial base away from China's support, stopping the single point of failure on the semiconductor microchips of Taiwan, and starting to look at things like trading out the gold standard that we know has been flawed for many years, that we don't have precious metals to back the dollar, start looking at energy output, because energy is the global currency, and start going after China economically to hurt them the way that they're coming after us, utilizing their propaganda misinformation warfare through TikTok and other elements. Yeah. Well, that was Corey Mills. Corey Mills from Florida, Congressman Corey Mills from Florida. Uh, I thought he made a lot of sense. And that was followed up by uh, um, Liz. Uh, yeah, I forget her name, but uh, I'll give it to you in a second. Uh, President Biden basically steered away from anything confrontational. But going back to TikTok, it seems very asymmetric. I think Americans are really hopeful that we are doing in China the same kind of propagandizing that China is doing here. I have no sense of that whatsoever because they are so much stricter on controlling social media. But honestly, as Maria said, what can be done about this? It seems like a growing uh, percentage of the country, growing number of legislators are really opposed to TikTok. But then you have President Biden, who's already lost ground with young people. This would be a total nail in the coffin for him if he came out and opposed it because young people love it. So what to do about that? What is the path forward? So that's that is a million dollar question. So at the same time that there's pressure to cancel TikTok, 
right? Same time that, you know, you can't say China's getting away with a lot here, right? Because they restrict a lot of the shenanigans and disinformation in China. But in America, they're proliferating disinformation and indoctrinating our youth. Uh, So campaign, the Biden campaign wants to use TikTok. Now, the thing is, they've already banned TikTok within government phones, right? So if you have a government-issued phone, like, you can't use, you can't install TikTok on that phone. But all the campaign advisors under the Biden regime are using TikTok to try to reach out to youth. And at the same time, if you were to cut TikTok and ban it from North America, oh man, uh, he would probably lose a lot of uh, interested parties with respect to youth. So, uh, a group that. He once dominated uh, because they were voting left. Hate his guts now because he's such a loser. You know, because he failed on a false promise of student loan forgiveness, which was ridiculous on its face. But they think, you know, you didn't deliver. And uh, and they're still, you know, you take a look at the environmentalists even. Oil is still being consumed at the same pace as it always has. It's just distributed differently. And it's cost America a lot of wealth, uh, not being energy independent. And it's also enriched our adversaries, like in Iran and in Russia, you know, our so-called adversaries. Although I would rather have, I think, Putin in a lot of ways than than Joe Biden, for sure. Uh, Putin values things differently than Joe Biden does, who values nothing but himself, his family corruption, and uh, and uh, he's just a wicked, evil person. Just look at Trump as the as the victim of his justice system. Shame on the FBI and Christopher Ray and and Merrick Garland, and also shame on Mayorkas, who's opened the border and allowed them to attack our middle class with fentanyl and high crimes and misdemeanors. Let's take a listen to this. Colorado judge rejects efforts to keep President Trump off the 2024 elections. Real quick. Former President Trump will appear on the Colorado ballot, a judge making that ruling today, two days after closing arguments earlier this week. Activists, you may remember, filed lawsuits arguing the 14th Amendment bars anyone who engaged in insurrection from serving in public office, and they say it should apply to Trump because of his actions. Uh, I think they're talking about the Fedsurrection, right? Fedsurrection? Yeah, I think that's what it is. So, um, you know, I mean, so uh, Joe, Joe, Joe um, Manchin is talking about the radical middle class, and he wants to appeal to them. And this is what he had to say here. The problem that we have is the open press system and basically all the platforms. So if you're able to have five platforms, social platforms, that you can basically... Um, personify the extremes, somebody who is extremely right or extremely left, and it seems like that is the majority speaking. They're not the majority, but they're basically driving everybody to make a decision. What side are you on? Are you on this side or this side? He said that on Davos 2023. So he wants to somehow appeal to the middle. He thinks there's a market there the for problem. it. And perhaps there is. 
but we'll see. Um, all right. So a lot of things are happening with regard to the Fed surrection, and we're learning a lot because Speaker Johnson let out and uh, made available all the, all the video of J6, all of it. And it's bad news for Nancy Pelosi. Bad news. And there's so much going on. There's, there's people that are flashing their um, IDs. There's people overheard talking that they're uh, undercover, which makes Christopher Ray a complete and total fat liar. And uh, because he said there wasn't any of that, we know that Ray Epps was a Fed. We know that there was a Fed surrection, not an insurrection. And we know that Ashley Babbitt was shot in a way that uh, should never have been. Yet here's Kevin McCarthy when asked, do you think that the co- the, the Secret Service guy, that, that uh, Bird guy, Michael Bird, do um, you think he was, had a justified shooting of Ashley Babbitt? Do you think he did anything wrong? And Kevin McCarthy, you know what he said? I think he did everything by the book and did everything just right. Then we released the tapes. Regarding Ashley Babbitt. One of the first things Marjorie Taylor Greene said from the oversight dais was that Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered? Do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. So he thinks that the police officer did his job. Police officer Lieutenant Michael Bird did his job shooting an unarmed woman. Uh, no, who was about 12 feet away from the officer? Absolutely not. There's not a police department in the country that would say that that was a justified shooting. Greg Kelly would know his father was a uh, police chief for New York, and when he says 12 feet, he he's talking about something very principled. Um. You know, it only takes a second for a knife-wielding person to to actually stab you from 12 feet away. One second. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a different scenario when you're in real time. But it's 12 feet away. There's a certain distance that you are required to not shoot, you know, if they're 12 feet away. With her... She wasn't a threat. She wasn't attacking him. She wasn't posing any threat. She was crawling through a window. You know, I mean, we all know that story. But for Kevin McCarthy to stand there and say that the cop didn't do anything wrong is ridiculous. Now, listen to this. Wonder why the J6 committee never showed this one. Fed sure- hashtag Fed Surrection. Well, we go undercover as antiques in a crowd, so... Can you put that back in? Will we go under? So when we go undercover as Antifa Cover in the crowd, and they got a picture of his badge hanging from his neck and everything. So there's undercover there, folks. That's undercover. And then take a listen to this one. Cops talking about undercover police having wristbands and candy-striped guns.
no police identification on the wall. You couldn't get to them because there were so many people. But just keep on. White male? White male, dark hair. Alright. It looked like a grayish black, maybe. Maybe a do, uh, do digital Do non-uniform guys have any identifiers? Like wristband? They will have a wristband. Their guns will have a candy stripe on the barrel. Okay. I don't know the wristband color, but they'll have a wristband somewhere, okay? So there's like this footage that they didn't want you to hear, right? That just tells the story. Tony Schaefer, a former military intelligence officer, told Geyser in 2021 interview, I believe there was uh, hacking. I believe Dominion is dishonest. I believe that mass ballot fraud occurred. Look, I investigated this. I found one guy who moved vehicle. You know, so th this was kind of interesting. Just a little reminder here. I believe that the Dominion is dishonest. I believe that there were uh, mass ballot fraud occurred. Look, I investigated this. I found one guy who moved uh, a vehicle of 162,000 curated ballots from Bethpage, New York, to central Pennsylvania. Uh, by the way, a, a guy named Bill Barr called me and said, oh, you need to give the investigation up. You need to turn it over to the FBI. Once the FBI got it, we never heard anything again. Just saying. Right. Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like a motif in your career. <laughs> last time you ever had bill barr the attorney general calling a private citizen saying oh you need to stop think about that for a second i i talked to ken cuccinelli former attorney general of, of virginia about that i said ken i said just two two weeks ago i was like have you ever heard of the attorney general of the united states calling a private citizen saying you need to you need to give this up think about that the attorney general Did you feel threatened not as yeah not a staff member not a, a fbi agent the attorney general himself why would bill barr do that <laughs> you know, I play these things and I, I remind you all of this because it's obvious that our government is attacking its own people, its own citizens. So now that we have the uh, J January 6th tapes proving that January 6th was not a violent insurrection... It was a Fed insurrection. We were told it was. It was that it wasn't an insurrection that we were told it was. He says, "Let me enlighten you on what actually happened that day." So, flashback to January fourth, twenty twenty-one. Pence promised that he was going to hear the objections and evidence and interference in reference to the massive irregularities and voter fraud in the twenty twenty election. And we've heard Pence say, yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Fraud. There was a lot of shenanigans going on. Then he denies it. But Pence never got to hear those electors air their objections or evidence. The January 6th event at the Capitol was the means Pence used to justify not giving electors their day in Congress. Pence claimed the acts by Trump and his supporters were so horrific uh, heinous that he was just going to certify the election the next day well now the uh, that we, now, now that we have uh, the January 6th tapes it's clear that this event was facilitated and coordinated by elements within our own government and the evidence of this was intentionally withheld from the American people in order to continue perpetuating this massive lie. You, what you witnessed 
You witnessed an insurrection on January 6, 2021, but it wasn't by Trump supporters. It was by establishment politicians, elements within the intelligence community, and state-controlled mainstream media outlets who coordinated to generate, escalate, and exaggerate the situation in order to avoid electors airing their objections in order to certify a stolen election. You witnessed treason and war waged on the American people. That's what happened on January 6th. Our nation was stolen from us by corrupt elements within our government. And all the hatred, discrimination, censorship, and vitriol towards Trump supporters, all of it was based on a lie. So you best start believing in Orwellian dystopias, you're in one. That was uh, written by Clandestine on Twitter. I liked it. I thought that was valuable. Kenakoa the Great. An ex-executive discloses that content highlighted in Media Matters article constituted a mere 50 out of 5.5 billion ad impressions served throughout the entire day. In reality, virtually no authentic users encountered these ads juxtaposed with mentioned content, except for Media Matters employees who intentionally exploited the system to locate such material. So how do Media Matters achieve this? They created three accounts, new accounts, each following only a small number of accounts posting objectionable material. By relentlessly refreshing their time 13 times more frequently than an average user, they were able to capture screenshots of major corporate advertisements alongside the target's targeted content. This revelation exposes Media Matters' calculated strategy, generating these screenshots as leverage to compel major advertisers to withdraw their ads from X, deceptive, manipulative, and evil. So they'll stop it and nothing to hurt free speech because they don't want the truth to come out. We're being attacked in so many sophisticated ways, it's not even funny. So this was kind of a you know an enlightening thing. And, and so Elon Musk responded exactly, right? And so the saddest part is the major corporations that fell for the manipulation and deception, although these com- companies know that the ad views represent 50 of 50 out of 5.5 billion views in a day. So they're going after Elon Musk in all kinds of ways. You know, that's one of the things. So it says here, Mitch McConnell received donations from voting machine lobbyists before blocking election security bills. This traitorous lying weasel blocked every single piece of legislation to protect the 2020 election from foreign interference, every single one. So, enemies from within, you can't beat it. So, this lead report says, Breaking, former Maricopa County, Arizona election workers claims many modest homes in heavily Democratic areas had exactly, exactly 25 people registered to vote at each address during the 2020 election. Hmm, sounds strange. Sounds odd. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world, January 6th footage proves it was all a setup. It was. It would be a shame uh, to let uh, to make this go viral. And this guy, um, 
you know, basically does this, this runs this video that you've all heard before, but we're going to play it one more time. Start with a virus, import it into America, talk about it nonstop, call some governors, not them, not them, that's who guys, put patients into nursing homes, call thousands, blame the president, keep blaming, blame some more, lock down small business, kill the economy, push mail-in voting, stoke a race war, call for riots, pick a candidate, no, not her, yeah, that's more like it, lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the polls. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Pull out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. Yep. It happened to us. And we are fighting back. Listen to this uh, Trump speech here. Biden has 1,850 boxes in Chinatown, D.C., Chinatown, boxes at Penn, where China gives tens of millions of dollars a year and where he makes a lot of money. And he's got boxes under his Corvette on his garage floor. Now, why hasn't he been charged under this act? Why hasn't he? Question for you, sir. What can you tell us about the status of the FBI's investigation of President Biden's classified documents found next to his Corvette in Delaware and those found at the Penn Biden Center? Do we have an update on that, sir? What I can tell you is that there is an ongoing special counsel investigation led <laughs> by Mr. Robert Herr, Robert Herr, Robert Herr, and we have FBI agents actively and aggressively with him on that case. Director, any agents who served on the Crossfire Hurricane investigation or the Mueller investigation, are any of those agents on Mr. Herr or Mr. Smith's special counsel team? I don't believe so, but I can't, on the top of my head, go through the list of There's a lot of agents involved in the two investigations, and so um, let me check into that and see if there's any way we can get back to on that. Which one of us is capable of the most deadpan expression? <laughs> I maintained my deadpan expression. This is Robert Hood. It is hard to imagine the Justice Department without Rod Rosenstein. An Asian guy. It is such a privilege to succeed you as United States Attorney for the District of Maryland. You have advised me that the most important thing I can do as U.S. Attorney is to hire good people followed that advice we will continue to do our best to do the same thank you so that was the hiring of rod rosenstein uh robert her uh so and her is an asian guy but yeah it's all connected that these are all people that know each other too well Speaking of the truth coming out on Twitter, this globalist from the EU, technocrat Vera Jarova, threatened Elon Musk with sanctions because she has the rules. Let's take a listen. 
the illegal content online and so on. So uh, our message was clear. We have the rules which has to which have to be complied with and otherwise there will be sanctions <laughs> so we have the rules <laughs> we have the rules you have to listen to us <laughs> you know so her she doesn't have rules for herself but she has rules for everybody else right uh absolutely crazy so um Wow, there was this really great exchange that Vivek had with CNN that we're going to share at some point um Okay, so, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I actually think we could share share that. This is a pretty good exchange. Let's take a listen. That language, they live like vermin. Do you believe that that is, as your uh, Republican colleague, Chris Christie, has said, neo-Nazi rhetoric? This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason. We are in the middle of a cultural war in this country. Well, you know what? It's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country. Would you describe them as vermin? violating the rule of law, we have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance of why we have to recognize that we're not in ordinary times. Would you use that language? The vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So, so you can look you? at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not going to do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years. A national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China. Today we're actually talking about Xi Jinping. Picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping? If he could do that for Xi Jinping, he could have done it on an ordinary day. And yet we're here sitting talking not about the substance of that, but on one word that Donald Trump said in some speech in Miami. This is what's wrong with the mainstream media. Focus on the substance and let's have an actual policy debate rather than talking to a presidential candidate instead of the policy substance of what's actually going on in the country. Picking on some word that Donald Trump said on a certain day and asking me for comment on it. Give me a break. Oh, man, that was a beat down. All right. That brings us to the end of the Scott Adams show. Hey, check out my new article over at uh, AARP. Can't think of what to say this holiday. Try AI. It's artificial intelligence. Just type in Scott Adams and AARP and artificial intelligence and you'll get it. Also, before we head out of Dodge, be sure to check out magapack.org. Make make a donation if you can. And also... uh, Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.